0: Rain Farmers Ontario Market Trends Commentary for June and July. 2020. It has been a good start for the U.S. crops as we head into the end of June and the first part of July. As of June 7th, 75% of the American corn was rated good to excellent, much higher than the difficult year of 2019. 93% of American corn has been planted, 86% of American soybeans have been planted by June 7th, with 72% of the crop rated as good to excellent. Tropical storm Cristobal somewhat unexpectedly also brought rains to the Midwest in early June. Planting problems from 2019 are a distant memory as the American Midwest is in far better shape this year versus last year with far more acres planted. And as we careen toward the end of June, USDA will be releasing those new planting numbers June 30th, which always serves as a benchmark for grain markets. On June 11th, USDA released their latest WASNE report. And in corn, USDA raised old crop ending stocks by 5 million bushels, pushing this stocks number to 2.103 billion bushels. This had the effect of increasing the new crop corn ending stocks by the same to a whopping 3.323 billion bushels. And USDA maintained all the same demand numbers from the May report, including this 97 million acres of corn acres planted, 178.5 bushels per acre, and production pegged at 15.995. Billion bushels. The big news from the June 11th USGA report in soybeans was a reduction in new crop ending stocks being pushed down to 395 million bushels on the lower end of pre-report estimates. Soybean crush numbers were increased by 15 million bushels. However, the old crop soybean ending stocks were increased to 585 million bushels, which was within pre-report trade estimates. And as expected... U.S. national soybean production was left unchanged from last month's report at 4.125 billion bushels with a national average yield of 49.8 bushels per acre on 83.5 million acres. And the USDA raised wheat carryover by 5 million bushels and raised U.S. production for the 2021 crop year to 1.87 billion bushels. On June 12th, corn soybean wheat futures were higher than the last market trends report, July 2000. 20 corn futures were at 3.30 a bushel the July 2020 soybean futures were at 8.71 a bushel and the July 2020 Chicago wheat futures closed at 5.02 a bushel Minneapolis July 2020 wheat futures closed at $5.13 a bushel with a September 2020 contract closing at $5.25 a bushel. Nearby oil futures as of June 12th closed at $36.26 a barrel. Up from nearby futures recorded here last month in the last market trends reported $29.43 a barrel. The average price for U.S. 1000 on June 12th in the U.S. It was $1.47 US gallon up from the $1.34 recorded in the last market trends report. Canadian dollar noon rate on June 12th was 0.7355 US higher than the 0.7095 US reported here on the last market trends report. The Bank of Canada's lending rate remained at 0.25%. In Ontario, as of June 12th, Ontario planting is nearing completion. It has been staggered across the province with some areas like the southwest receiving various rain events holding up planting. However, generally speaking, the planting season was somewhat uneventful from a planting progress perspective except for the cold May which saw frost and snow in many locations. Some areas were getting dry and the remnants of Hurricane Cristobal came through on June 10th, helping some crops. Despite that, there are replants of both corn and soybeans in select areas around the province. However, this is not 2019. The 2020 Ontario planting season was much more forgiving than last year. COVID-19 has made its mark in Ontario grain pricing. Cancellation or delays of various grain contracts were apparent last month. This continues to some extent, but export demand into the UK with their preference preferential trade treatment has helped to some extent. Basis levels for corn have actually increased slightly from last month. However, in an environment with cancellations and delays, that is a bit of an outlier. The increased value of the Canadian dollar in the last month is also with pressure on Ontario basis levels. Ontario wheat harvest is less than a month away in the deep southwest of Ontario. The crop looks good, having survived so much cold weather and is a welcome crop rotation after so many wheat acres were abandoned last year. Wheat prices above $6 with previous contracts over $7 will help. Standing pricing orders for wheat have been invaluable at pinpointing attractive flat prices. And you can see all our Ontario grain prices by going to the marketing section of our website. The bottom line is that it's a critical time of year for pricing grain. However, the script is not quite working out versus normal times as COVID-19 continues to partly define our grain marketplace. Of course, there are other factors as well, one being the vestiges of the China-U.S. trade war. However, big supplies of grain and good crops over the last few years have really added up. This is set to continue, and we'll see if Mother Nature continues to play nice. That cannot be discounted. As farmers, we know the the drill. Good benign weather will bring yet another good crop to the United States. Of course, in 2020, this is augmented by ever better genetics, which seem to add a certain bulletproofing to crop yields on an annual basis. We talk about weather effects all the time, but the next six weeks are pretty critical. Daily market and weather intelligence on U.S. crop growing areas will need to be watched closely. U.S. soybeans looking forward into August are at a distinct price advantage over Brazilian beans. You should... You would think it would be a bonanza for Chinese soybean buyers. This may be the case as it's getting up really well, but geopolitical machinations might continue to get in the way. Soybeans really don't have the bearish market factors that corn has, but constant guessing on the Chinese-U.S. trade relation isn't helping. And as we move ahead, this should be more defined as we hit midsummer weather. A defining USDA report is always the June 30th report, which could loom as a major market mover. On June 30th, we'll get actual planted acres from USDA versus the projections we've been working on since March 31st. There will also be grain stocks released, which also will give us a picture of how bad demand destruction is being in corn. It might be the opposite in soybeans. Clearly, from a farmer perspective, the June 30th report is a benchmark to price grain. Now, for corn, what are we going to do now with regard to the corn price? With funds short in the corn market, oftentimes when these shorts are replaced, the market sees a rally. Needless to say, nobody knows As seasonality, this is the time to price corn, but we're easily 60 to 65 cents below where we actually are at this time, usually are at this time of the year. With 360 December futures be a selling price versus 343, where we are... June 12th. It's hard to say, but the next three weeks will help define where corn is. Adjusting our expectations on price is difficult, but 2020 might be the year to do it. Ethanol demand is slowly coming back, but of course it is never fast enough for farmers, especially when it has contributed to that 3.3 billion bushel new crop carryout. However, across the United States, despite the COVID-19 numbers rising significantly, many states are opening up and driving is on the increase. Ethanol usage will increase and this should show up in future demand numbers despite USDA reducing ethanol corn usage down below $5 billion for the first time in many years in their June 11th report. The July 2020-September 2020, 2020 corn future spread as of June 12th is minus $0.4.5, cents, which is considered sideways. Seasonally, corn tends to top out at this time of year, but it looks like this year it's in the rearview mirror thanks to COVID-19. The nearby spot corn contract is currently in the 13th percentile of the past five-year price distribution range. Now for soybeans, some of the biggest news from the June 11th USDA report was the lower-than-expected soybean ending stocks of 395 million bushels. It's been a long time coming down from the 1 billion bushels ending stocks from a couple years ago. Take two or three bushels per acre off this year's projected yield, and this could easily go to 200 million bushels. North Dakota is the U.S. 6th largest soybean producer, and this year soybean planting progress is lacking. It may have a significant effect on the soybean supply and demand balance sheet going forward. Soybean prices are very close to the 100-day moving average, which serves as pretty heavy resistance. This may present an opportunity for pricing in the next few weeks during any summer rally. Nobody can predict the weather, but despite the price problems we have, in soybeans, fundamentally we're better off from where we've been. The weather will surely write the rest of the story. Now, for wheat, wheat always has a story to tell, but always has a lot of storytellers around the world. Wheat futures prices have retreated lately, partly due to the U.S. harvest pressure, and the USDA report further documented the onerous world stocks of wheat that continue to grow. In the U.S., a weaker dollar is helpful to wheat, and the opposite, not so much. Needless to say, USDA projected a new crop wheat number at 925 million bushels, which is on the low side of historical estimate. In Ontario, the wheat crop continues to move forward, toward harvest, having come out the other side of a very cold May. Fungicide treatments are being applied as of June 12th, staggered across the province as we head toward the finish line. A surge in Canadian dollar at 0.7355 has taken some of the effervescence out of the Canadian basis levels. This will need to be watched closely over the next four weeks as harvest prices are further defined. Canadian dollar has risen significantly from its low on March 19th when it's dived to 68.2 cents U.S., standing presently at 7.7355. This has eroded some of the basis gains we saw momentarily at the time. For instance, basis levels at a 60 cent $0.68 sixty eight cent dollar was solidly over three dollars for soybeans. It is just another example of the Canadian dollar affects the soybean wheat bases and must be watched to capture flat pricing opportunities. Canadian dollar has gained against the US dollar which has lost a little steam lately, and as we move ahead the inverse dance between the US and Canadian dollar will need to be watched closely. The perfect storm in the next few weeks would be a would be to get a grain futures rally combined with some Canadian dollar weakness. However, in lieu of that, flat pricing opportunities shouldn't be ignored. Keep in mind the bearishness in this grain complex has been unforgiving, and at times you start to believe it will never change. However, keep in mind it will. The USDA gave us clues that soybeans might provide a way out with their lower 395 million metric ton new crop grain stocks estimate. And on a global level, soybean demand is set to increase. In fact, a recent study issued by the United Nations Conference on Trade and Development said although global agricultural commodity demand is down, China is set to increase soybean imports in 2020 by 34%. Now, as it is, an ending stocks figure of 395 million metric tons should set the stage for $10 cash soybeans in the U.S. However, COVID-19 and the jitters over U.S. China trade have stopped that. Needless to say, the pent-up demand is there, and as economic recovery eventually comes, the ponds are in a row to see soybean prices move higher. Turning the corner into a more bullish grain environment will surely be a challenge after everything we've been through this year. Crop weather in the next few weeks will be key to our price reality, and it always is. If it stays dry and temperatures ramp up, crop stress might define the marketplace. But needless to say, every scenario is in play, but in reality, the time is now for weather to exact its price. That, combined with the upcoming USDA actual planting numbers on June 30th, will further define crop prices as the COVID-19 pandemic continues. Now, as we move forward, key will be to define where we are with regard to standing pricing orders. Has this COVID-19 affected grain markets redefined your marketing goals? Are you willing to adjust your expectations, especially in a corn market, which is overly bearish, especially for this time of year? Will the Canadian loony return to $0.68 U.S. in the near future? There are a myriad of market factors we need to consider on the road to harvest. With wheat harvest coming into view, we need to double down on that. The road ahead will surely have many marketing opportunities. Although nobody knows when that will happen, risk management never grows old. This has been the Grain Farmers of Ontario, Market Trends Commentary for June and July of 2020. I'm Philip Shaw.